Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like Nintendork. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run jump stomp. Episode 124 of Switchcraft is also brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook when you head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash audible. Uh, there you will find a link to get your free book from Audible. Audible has thousands of books to choose from. You pick Whatever genre that you want, I'm going to recommend that you read Console Wars. It's a really, really great book. It's about Nintendo and Sega. Uh, But um, you get to pick any kind of book that you want. Uh, You read that book uh, by listening to it because it's audiobooks. Uh, And, you know, their narrators are fantastic. And then when you're done, uh, if you remain a member, it's $14.95 a month. And you get a new book every single month. Uh, Cancel anytime. And any books that you've procured through Audible you get to keep. So again, that's runjumpstomp.com slash audible. And you head on over there and get your free book. Switchcraft is recorded live three times a week at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and on Saturdays, whenever I can get around to it. Uh, tune in at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp like these awesome people did. I've got a whole bunch of people to thank for coming to the live show, starting with Aerslia, we've got Crimson Dragon 32 uh, Who Be This Might, Snow Goes Ham, H. Ken Legacy, Vaxer is here, uh, Link 31254, uh let's see who else i'm scrolling up pudding is here snow goes ham that's a canadian guy if i ever heard of one um i think i already said aerslia but i i'm not positive and i keep scrolling back we've got a lot of chatters and we've got some lurkers here too and i just want to make sure that the lurkers know that i appreciate them as well if i missed you i'm sorry uh but thank you very much for hanging out with us and uh let's jump in with feedback i've got um a review on Apple Podcasts from uh, Jack. Jack gave us five stars. They said, started listening about a month ago and find the frequency and length of the shows ideal for my lifestyle. Keeps me informed on everything Switch so I don't have to look online for any news. Well, Jack, I'm glad that the, that this is your stop for picking up uh, little tidbits about Nintendo. I, I hope that you enjoy the show as well. And thank you very much for the five stars that means a lot to me. If you haven't re- reviewed the show yet, please, uh, if you um, if you enjoy the show, uh, giving us a review definitely gets us up higher. So when people do a search for Nintendo, Nintendo Switchcraft shows up, uh, and it, and it else also help people pick between two different shows. You know, they're gonna pick the one that has the the most stars. Right now, we're at probably four point five stars uh because we've had some bad reviews before um but on the most part people give five star reviews and i really appreciate it 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 helps us a lot uh ways that you can get a hold of me number one you can email me runjumpstomp at gmail.com just like john did uh john emailed he said what up rjs just a question about xenoblade 
I know you are into these games and looking forward to this yourself. I have the game coming my way for Christmas. However, I am already thinking of returning it and picking something else. My sole reason is the auto attack feature. Not sure how that works. Never played a game with that feature. Kind of picked kind of picked the game due to the hype. I like controlling my characters in fight in fights. Thoughts, sir? Thank you, John. All right, John. Um, I've played a lot of games where there is an auto attack feature. Uh, it's very prevalent in massively multiplayer games, which I have played a lot of massively multiplayer games. And it's it's not that you're not attacking. It's that it's not that you don't have anything to do with the auto attack. It's that you've got so much to do that you can't worry about the auto attack. So your character is just doing its auto attack to build up uh, a bar. And once you fill that bar, then you can use use that on other attacks that you get to trigger. Now, I have heard that at the beginning of Xenoblade Chronicles 2, there is um, not a lot for you as the main character to do. And that might be because you don't have very many abilities yet. As you play the game, you're going to get more abilities and you'll have more decisions to make throughout combat. And I think that auto attack is there by design because otherwise you would just have too much to do if you were also making sure to push a button every time you needed to attack. Uh, that being said, I haven't played the game, so I don't I don't particularly know. If there's anyone out there who has played the game, is there hope for John? Um, so that's that's what John wants to know. I can't really answer the question, uh, but I've played a lot of games where you get to play or, or you have to auto attack and you're you're busy doing other stuff during your attack worrying about positioning worrying about when your skills are coming off cooldown uh snow goes ham in chat says is the auto attack system like an auto battle system in xenoblade um snow i don't know because i haven't played it but putting in chat says no just the basic auto attack as far as i know um uh, Oh, okay, so Snow then asked, does it do the skills like healing for you? No, it does not. So your character does the auto attack, and you build up these points that then you use to um, trigger your, I think they're called arts in the game. Again, I haven't played the game, so I'm not sure. Um, it's just an auto attack. It's there to fill the time between decisions, and that's exactly what Snow is exactly right. It's just there to fill time between decisions because you have to figure out what to do. And it would be boring for you to look at the combat and have your character just sitting there doing nothing while you're trying to equivocate and figure out what is my next move. Uh, so the auto attack is just there for that. It also gives you this, um, this uh, risk versus reward or this choice that you have to worry about because I know in the game, if you move, you can't attack and move at the same time. So while you're auto-attacking, you are dealing damage and you're building up your abilities to use your arts. If you want to use an art that benefits from attacking from the flank or from the rear, you have to move to get into the right place in order to do that. And that means that you have to make a decision. Is now the time to do that? Or do I want to wait a little bit and let this auto attack run out? So I I don't I think that you if you stick with the game, I think you're gonna have a lot of fun. But if it's really bothering you, then I would say go ahead and skip it because there's a million, well not a million, there's there's three hundred fantastic games on the Nintendo Switch. 
and I'm not exaggerating. There is literally 300 games on the Switch right now. And uh, if you if this isn't the game for you, then then move on. Uh, anyway, thank you, John, for the email. If you're looking for other ways to get a hold of me, you can tweet at me at runjumpstomp. You can call and leave a voicemail at 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. And you can, of course, join our Discord uh, at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord and have conversations with awesome people there. Uh, that being said, don't forget, join the live streams as well and have conversations with me while, while I'm recording the show. Nintendo. It's for breakfast now. I haven't played the game, but by all accounts, Doom on the Switch is a really, really great port of a fantastic game. Now, I I guess I shouldn't have said it that way. I haven't played it on the Switch. I've played Doom on my PC, and it's a great game. And if you don't have access to play it anywhere else, definitely pick it up for the Switch because I've heard that the port is fantastic. Uh, The port was done by... um, Oh my gosh, I the the it just went right out of my brain. I can't remember Panic Button. Uh Panic Button is the company that did the port of the game. And good news for those of you that are first person shooter fans. Uh apparently Panic Button is also going to be handling the port of Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, which is gonna come to the Switch, I think, next year. Which is great news because they clearly know what they're doing with the Switch, and they clearly know what they're doing with its tech. Now, this uh, comes from someone whose name I don't know how to pronounce it. Andreas Orfjord, uh, I think is how you pronounce it. I could be wrong. Uh, the link's in the show notes if you want to let me know how how horribly I, I pronounce this person's name. But Orfjord's, uh said that, that Panic Button... Uh, are experts at the Switch, and now they're experts with id Tech 6, which is uh, id's engine. Uh, so we work with them, and the Doom version turned out to be really kick-ass. So I think the Switch, uh, uh-oh, on the Switch, so I think Wolf will be the same. So I'm, I'm very happy that they're the ones that are doing the port. Clearly, they've got the pedigree there. Clearly, they've, they've got the experience and that tells me that Wolfenstein 2 is in good hands and will probably be a really good version on the Switch. That being said, I think that Doom is a great game, and I think that Wolfenstein 2 is probably a great game. I haven't played it myself. Um, I'm probably not going to pick up either of those for the Switch, and not because it's underpowered or anything, but because they don't strike me as the type of game where I really want to play portably and I have access to other ways to play those games. I could play them on my PS4 or I can play them on my PC. I'm happy that they're coming to the Switch because there are people out there who don't have access to other ways to play the game. And having uh, many different genres, many different styles of games, a wide breadth of choices for people to pick from for the Switch, I think that's very, very important. So I'm glad that they're coming to the Switch. I probably, if I'm going to play Wolfenstein 2, it's probably going to be on my PS4 or my PC just because it's going to look better. Uh, I'm certainly not a graphics snob, but if I have the chance to play it in, in a way that looks better, I probably will. That being said, there's a lot of other games that I would say, oh, I'd rather have it on my Switch because I want to have it portably. Again, it really just isn't the kind of game that I would want to play portably. Now, if 
they if they uh, included um, gyro for aiming, that might change my mind because I played Doom on my PC using the Steam controller, and that used gyro for aiming, and it was really really fun to play that way. Now Doom on the Switch does not take advantage of the gyroscopic um, Joy-Cons or the gyroscope in the Joy-Cons or the Pro Controller. So that's that's like a negative to me. I really think that they should have, but they, they chose not to. And, and I think that really goes along with to just to keep it parity with all other consoles. So if you play it on the Xbox One, it's the same experience. If you play it on the PS4, it's the same experience. If you play it on the Switch, it's the same experience across all of those platforms outside of graphics. Um, so um, let's see. Vaxxer says, I think the game like that would look bigger, better on the big screen. And he's right, but Snow Goes Ham has a point that says you can play it on your TV with the Switch. Um, um, let's see. Snow Goes Ham says, I just like keyboard and mouse for first-person shooter games. Uh, for me... I would have said that a million years I've said I like keyboard and mouse. And this is really more about me than anybody else. Um, Due to injuries to my left arm, I have trouble with keyboard and mouse these days. It's just too much pain for me to position my wrists in that that, uh, configuration. So I tend to, over the past couple of years, I've moved more and more towards consoles just because it's less painful for me to play. Uh, anyway, you know, panic button bringing uh, Wolfenstein two to the Switch. I think that's that that um, Bethesda and ID Software have made a good choice in panic button. They have been really just killing it with the games that they've been bringing to the, or porting to the Switch. Uh, so I'm happy about that. He's back. He's here. He's Mario. Knows the new and improved Mario and Super Mario All Stars. So much Mario is a Mario smorgasbord. It's all the way down Mario Brothers adventures he ever played and then some. But this is juiced up 16-bit only on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System Mario. So it's bigger Mario, better Mario, in your face Mario. It's Raccoon Mario. Mario throwing fireballs. Mario hurling turnips. Mario negotiating an arms deal. Okay, maybe not. It's Mario like you've never seen him. What's two plus two Mario? What's the capital of Ohio? Mario. You're gonna live, breathe, eat, sleep Mario in Super Mario All Stars. Four complete Mario games, including the never seen lost levels. You can't get more Mario than this. Chris Slate was an editor at um, Nintendo Power Magazine back in the Wii era. Now, Nintendo Power Magazine went away a while ago, but Nintendo Power is back in podcast form. Uh, So Nintendo now has, as of this morning, an official podcast, uh, Nintendo Power Podcast. Uh, There's a link in the show notes if you want to check it out. Uh, I listened to about half of it. Uh, I've still got to listen to the rest of it, but during my morning workout, I was listening to, uh, the beginning where, uh, Chris Slate, uh, he's the host. Uh, he brought on some other people who work at Nintendo of America and they all just talked about like their favorite, uh, switch stuff that, that happened this year. Uh, and it was fun to listen to. It's a pretty good podcast. So make sure you check that out. If uh, you're looking for official news, uh, good news at the end of or at the second half of that episode, uh, they had Eiji Onuma and Mr. I don't know his first name, but Mr. Fu- Fujibayashi. Uh, they are the the two like the the head guys for uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, and they interviewed him about that. 
and probably about their uh, game of the year win and probably about DLC and maybe some other stuff. I haven't listened to that half of it yet. I haven't had a chance, but I just wanted everybody to know that that podcast is out there if you want to check it out. They're still trying to figure out if they want to go weekly or bi-weekly or what the format's going to be like. Uh, But right now, they've got good audio quality and they're definitely going to have access to Nintendo's developers. So we're probably going to hear some pretty good stuff come out of that podcast. So I'm definitely subscribed to it and you should too. Tomorrow, version 5 of arms is coming out and there's a new fighter that's all i really know um i'm excited i'm really excited to play yet another fantastic fighter in the arms franchise i think that mr yabuki who's the director of arms uh he and his team have done such a fantastic job with bringing out content patch after content patch and none of it feels rushed None of it feels uh, lame. It all feels uh, really, really good. I'm not a huge fan of the Springbot. Uh, no, it's not Springatron. I'm not a huge fan of the Springatron, but everything else that they've brought has felt incredibly unique and really, really fun. So ARMS 5.0 releases tomorrow. That is December 22nd because I'm recording this on the 21st. And I just wanted to let you guys know so that you could be sure to download it and check it out because I guarantee I'm going to be downloading it and checking it out as well. The new Nintendo 3DS XL has been discontinued in Europe. So from here on out, if you want to get a 3DS, you can only get a 2DS or a new 2DS XL uh, which those are the ones without the 3D built in. Um, This is kind of the same way that the new 3DS disappeared. Uh, It really does look like Nintendo is starting to move away from the 3DS line. I don't think that we're going to see it completely phase out. I'm sure that we still have some games coming to the 3DS And I fully expect for some of those games that come to the 3DS to also be available on the Switch. I know that Nintendo is trying to treat that as two different markets. I think that it would be good for them to drop the 3DS and move on. The the system is years and years old. I think it, what is it, like seven years old for the DS line, which is pretty crazy. Or I'm sorry, the 3DS line. It was a long time ago that the 3DS came out. I could be wrong about that date, though. It might not be seven years. Maybe it's six. Uh, But I think that's long enough for a portable console, especially when we have such a great portable console in the Switch. And I know Nintendo looks at the Switch as a home console first that you can take on the go. But for me, the Switch is a portable console that I just happen to be able to plug into uh, a TV. And I think that if Nintendo looked at it that way, um, then I think that they would be much more likely to drop off the 3DS a little bit sooner. Um, uh, Crimson Dragon 32 says, I hope they port over Samus Returns to the Switch. And I absolutely agree with you. I would love it to see if I could play that game on the Switch. Every time I look at my 3DS, every once in a while I open it up and I think, oh, I'm going to play my 3DS. And every single time I am disappointed because the screen in that system is so bad, especially after playing 
on the Switch. The Switch has a really great screen. And that's one of the things that I was most worried about the Switch when they first announced it is, is Nintendo going to get the screen right? Are they going to use capacitive touch instead of pressure touch, um, resistive touch? Are they going to have it a high enough resolution? Will it have a good enough screen quality? And Nintendo knocked it out of the park with the Switch. Their screen is fantastic. And it just, it it even more uh, accentuates the 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 poor the poorness. I don't think that's the right word that I want to use, but uh, the low quality of the 3DS screens. Uh, they're very very low resolution, 240p. That's crazy low. And uh, I totally understand why they went with such a low resolution. They had to go with a low resolution because of the 3DS the 3D feature. Because they were essentially uh, showing off two 240 screens at the same time, plus the screen on the bottom, whatever that resolution is, I can't remember. Um, That's a lot of pixels to push, and they had to keep those pixel numbers low. And while it was fine at the time, back in 2011, we, we have smartphones, and smartphones... Uh, have these fantastic screens and then you'd look at the 3ds screen and you're just like ugh, it looks like garbage and then when nintendo showed that they could do a great job with a screen uh with the switch that made the 3ds look even worse so i have trouble going back to the 3ds and i absolutely agree with uh crimson dragon 32 that samus returns needs to come to the switch now i haven't played that game I don't know if there's touchscreen functionality that needs to happen. I don't know if there's dual screen functionality that needs to be built into that game because of the way that they made it. But if not, I really hope that they bring it over. Um, Pudding in chat says that they should have upgraded the screen with the new 3DS. I agree with that, but the problem is, is that by doing that, uh, you you then give developers so much extra work that they have to deal with because now they have to think about, okay, well, what resolution is this game running at? Uh, whereas if they just use the same resolution all the time, then they don't have to worry about that. Uh, uh, Crimson Dragon says there's a touchscreen, but it's not used very much in Metroid. Uh, it's only for the map and weapons select. Okay, so you know it's a possibility that the game will come to the Switch. I think it's a slim possibility. I think if they were going to do that, they would have done it already. Um, but I hope that they do because I want to play that game, and I feel like I'm done with my 3DS. Well, excuse me, princess. Since the last time that I recorded, I've been playing a lot of the Zelda DLC, which I mentioned before. Um, mostly just the story. I've gotten done four major things. I won't say what they are because I don't want to spoil things for people. And I'm having an absolute ball with it. I feel like I'm close to the end of the story part of the DLC. I still have all of the items that they added to the game that I have to go out and look for. Um, But I have to say that the DLC for Zelda Breath of the Wild, the Champion's Ballad, is fantastic. Really, really fun, and it's completely drawn me right back into that world of Hyrule. I felt like I was done with Zelda after 180 hours, but I've already put like 20 hours into uh, DLC 2. Of course, you know, it's Zelda, so I get distracted. Um, I'm heading over to this one thing, and I see three or four other things along the way, and I get really, really 
uh, distracted and I end up not making it to the first thing that I was going to. And that's one of the things that makes uh, Zelda so fantastic. And I'm, I'm happy that I have an excuse to go back to Hyrule. Um, my only hope is that we're not done with DLC for Zelda. I hope that we get some more next year. I've talked about that on the show, so I won't spend too much time on it. Uh, another game that has been taking my time, which might surprise you, is Pinball FX3. Um, for those of you that don't know, I had the uh, Mel Kirk. Uh, he is um, uh, one of the higher-ups at Zen Studios, the developers behind the game. And he was on the show, and we talked about his game. And I've played it, and it's a really fun game. And a lot of people in our Discord were talking about the game quite a bit. So I ended up making a tournament for people to play in. Now, anybody can join the tournament. Uh, The tournament, if you want to find it, there's a link in the show notes. that Just click on the word tournament. It'll take you to a video that explains uh, how to join the tournament. But if you've already joined a tournament before in that game, it's very, very easy to do. You look for tournament, you search by name, you're going to search for RJS podcast, that's for Run, Jump, Stomp podcast. They limited it to 10 letters, otherwise I would have used Switchcraft. But the name of the tournament is RJS podcast, and then I put a password on there so only people who listen to the show could join. And the reason that I did that is because whoever wins the tournament uh, gets a table for the game, courtesy of, of Mel. Mel is going to send me a code. I don't know which which table he's going to send, but uh, he's going to uh, send me a code so that you can get a free table in the pinball game. Uh, and the password for the game is RJS Podcast. So the, the name of the tournament is RJS Podcast, and the password is RJS Podcast. If you can't figure it out, you can watch the video. I think pretty much everybody will be able to figure it out. But we are having a lot of fun. We're playing it on Sorcerer's Lair is the table that we're playing. And the scores are getting really, really high. And, you know, I, I it's the, the uh, tournament is over in six days. So make sure that you join and uh, give it a shot. And don't let those high scores intimidate you because, you know, I did my first run. I had my score was 2 million, which sounds like a lot, but it's not. And I was like, oh, man, I felt like I did really well. And then I saw somebody did six million. I was like, how did they do that? And now my high score is up to like eight million or something like that. And I know that there's other people who have scored like 300 million points. And it's that seems like insurmountable. But the more that you play a table, the better you get at it. And you can keep trying as many times as you want. And uh, just the more people that join, the more fun it's going to be. So make sure that you join our Pinball FX3 uh, tournament. Uh, again, the tournament name is RJS Podcast, and the um, the password is also RJS Podcast. Another game that I've been playing is Hammerwatch. Uh, Hammerwatch is I'm still working on my review of the game. I posted a preview. Uh, actually, I'll save that for the end. Um, I, I'm still working on my review of the game. It's a top down dungeon crawler. It's really really fun. I'm having a lot of fun with it, and. I, I recommend it. I'm still working on the review, though, so uh, look for that in a future episode. And I've also been playing Blossom Tales. The NDA was lifted today. I'm still working through that game, uh, so I don't have my full review done yet, but that's another game that I've been playing. This game really reminds me of Zelda, uh, a top-down Zelda game. Uh, they even make jokes 
uh, right at the very beginning about it being very much like Zelda. Uh, if you want to check out my my video previews on my YouTube page for Hammerwatch and Blossom Tales, um, those have been posted today, I believe. I also have some for other games as well. Just head on over to youtube.com slash run, jump, stomp, and you can check out those videos uh, there. And uh, this just in, uh, this comes from Aerislea, dropped this in the... Uh, in our Switchcraft Links uh, channel in the Discord, An- Mr. Onuma, who is the producer uh, or the director of Breath of the Wild, has said we're not going to be getting any more Breath of the Wild DLC. So the game is now complete and we're all done with it. That makes me sad. I really wanted to play. I want more excuses to go back to that game. But at the same time, I also already have 200 hours of of time in that game, and I'm probably going to do 30 or 40 more hours trying to get everything. I would like to try and 100% the game, which is crazy, but I'd like to try. And if that means that the, the, the team working on the next Zelda is that much bigger, then by all means, uh, do your thing. It's, it's sad news, but no more Breath of the Wild. Now that Champion's Ballad is out. All right, we've got three quick stories for the lightning round. Number one, David Soliani, who you may know as the guy that cried at E3 when Shigeru Miyamoto was talking about how awesome his game is, and his game is Mario Plus Rabbids. Um, He posted to Twitter that he was working on a Game Boy Advanced version of Wind Waker, which is very cool. Uh, click on the link in the show notes if you want to see that tweet and give him a follow because that guy's rad. Um, iOS stickers for Breath of the Wild, they look really cool. They're $1.99, which is not very expensive. You know, it's not a big deal. I prob- you know, I think that they look awesome, but I struggle to see myself using them. Uh, I really don't use stickers all that much in um, uh, when I text people other than like the Animoji for that's on my iPhone and sometimes I will do things like thumbs up or thumbs down stickers but most of the people that I talk to aren't video game people and so they would be like why are you sending me this elf guy and they they like what and I'd say that's link and they'd say what's a link so I'm probably not going to pick it up but if you know a lot of your friends are people who are are playing games like that then there you go you might want to check it out and lastly, uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris is on sale at Toys R Us. And good news uh, for you, that means that it's also price matched at places like Target and Walmart, I believe. Uh, so Puyo Puyo Tetris, if you haven't played it, is a fantastic uh, puzzle game. Uh, very, very fun. Uh, excellent multiplayer. I heard that the online has kind of dried up and not a lot of people play it online. But it's best to play next, sitting next to somebody that you're playing against anyway. My wife and I and my son have had a lot of fun with Puyo Puyo Tetris. And it's on sale for, I'm clicking on the link right now because I've forgotten the price. It is $20 and it's normally $40. So that's that's a really good deal. It's half off for those of you who you know don't do the math. Um, I recommend it. And uh, if you can find it somewhere that'll price match... Um, uh, Toys R Us, or if you've got a Toys R Us nearby, go pick up the game because it's great. 
That is all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that you would like me to discuss, please let me know in one of the ways that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. You can email, you can tweet, all that stuff. Call, leave a voicemail. If you're looking for ways to support the show, there's a lot of ways that you can do that. The best way to do it is just share it with a friend. Find someone that likes to listen to stuff about Nintendo and, you know, say, hey, check out uh, Bill on Switchcraft. And he's going to talk about Nintendo three days a week. So, you know, uh, you can tweet out the show. You can just share it with a friend. You can review the show on iTunes. That always is a big help. If you are weighed down by all the money in your pockets and you're looking for ways to get rid of it, you can head on over to my wife's Etsy shop. It's currently on hold until after the holidays, so we're not selling any right now, but you can favorite the shop. And after you favorite the shop, when we go back on uh, after the after the first of the year, uh, you can then buy Doc Socks, and maybe we'll even have a, a, a discount. I'm not sure. We'll, I'll have to talk to my wife about that. Um, but she sells Doc Socks and zippered pouches, and uh, pencil pouches and things like that uh, on her website. And most of the fabric that she uses is very nerd-related. So like Mario stuff, Splatoon fabric, Donkey Kong stuff, really, really cool stuff. She also has some Doctor Who fabric and and great stuff like that. Uh, If you are looking for other ways to support the show, you can join the Patreon at at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. And you can find links to all this stuff, plus my Amazon affiliate link, um... Now that the holidays are over, I'm I'm sure that that'll get used less and less. But if you shop on Amazon, uh, you can just head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash support. You'll find a link there. Click that link before you do any of your purchasing. It doesn't cost you anything extra, and I get a bonus. So thank you guys for listening. Thanks to Tom Winter and Noteblock for the use of your music on the show. You guys are great. And uh, make sure you follow them on YouTube because they're fantastic musicians. Um, speaking of musicians, there's somebody I want to call out that I, I have not really spent much time, uh, listening to before. And that's DJ Cutman. I was watching his Twitch stream yesterday, uh, last night and it was fantastic. So I highly recommend you check out DJ Cutman as well. And that's not like a sponsored thing. And he didn't give me permission or anything. I'm just saying, check him out. Cause he's rad. Uh, really, really great music. Uh, anyway, thank you guys. I will see you. Oh, actually, no, I won't. Um, today is, well, let me see. Today's the 21st. So the next day is the 23rd. All right. There's a possibility that I will be able to record on Saturday. However, that being that close to Christmas, I might not be able to, but never fear. I sat down with, uh, people from three other podcasts, uh, Nintendo podcasts, and we talked about, all things Nintendo. We talked about Nintendo's entire year. And if if I can't record on Saturday, then I'm going to drop the first part of that on the 23rd. Uh, I will follow up with the second part of that on the 26th. And finally, the third part of that, because we talked for a long time on the 28th. So this might be the last um, live show that I have for like a week just because of Christmas. Uh, and if that's true, then uh, I hope that you'll stick with me after the holidays are over. Um, if I don't see you, I hope you guys have a fantastic holiday. And uh, I hope that we play a whole lot of games together next year in 2018. All right, let's get out of here. I'll see you guys next time. Bye bye. <music> 
Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection of digital audiobooks and spoken word content. Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more. Get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books. If you decide to stay on, and you probably will, get one book every month for $14.95. In addition, you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. Cancel anytime. Your books are yours to keep even if you cancel. You can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com audible and directly support the show. Thank you.